the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. We got a full house today. It's Mark Honf, Nam Fon, and Matt Cordes of Pacific Private Money joining me. We're ganging up on Edward today. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Our phone number is 888-912-1190. You're going to use that number to answer the trivia questions for our five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show, which is worth over $100 a piece. Uh, Certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is That's Entertainment. Okay. Oh, and and just in time. What was the award show that we just had? It was the Emmys, right? Uh, that's Which right. I didn't watch. I, yeah. A lot of people didn't, didn't watch it. it. Yeah. Apparently, yes, a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's All right. Watch, so we're, we're going to try something new for this week. Mark, what is the word of the week? The word, <laughs> the word of the week. week uh, the words of the week are buyer fatigue. <laughs> now, um, we've shared this in, in past uh, Best of Investings for the last couple of months. And, and I first heard it here in, in Marin County. You know, Marin County has a whole bunch of high-end markets, particularly Mill Valley, Sausalito, and Tiburon. Southern Marin, you know, with views of the city. Home prices there anywhere from you know three million to ten million on a given given week, um, and I would say, gosh, probably June or July, we were starting to hear local agents talk about buyer fatigue and how days on market were lengthening. Well, here's an article that's a nationwide article, national article says buyers are fatigued in quotes and burnt out also in quotes, but kept house hunting even in August. Real estate agents say. So, you know, the sharp slowdown in the housing markets come to no surprise to most observers. A steep imbalance between supply and demand, overheating prices, and rising mortgage rates, plus limited offerings of homes to buy, meant it was only a matter of time before a slowdown took place. Now, August is generally known as a slow month for house hunting, but in nearly every metro area, surveyed agents spoke of a more profound slowdown than normal. But the most endearing, during, no, enduring, but the most enduring <laughs> trend was buyer fatigue, Which was not say. endearing. Not yes. endearing, no. Buyer fatigue, a theme that was echoed repeatedly, even as agents noted that home builders are increasingly, new home builders are increasingly offering more supply for um, entry-level price points. So I just, I think it's interesting that, that uh, now they're all, uh, uh, all the agents seem to be kind of parroting the same thing. Uh, I don't know if it's an excuse or it's reality, uh, but what is reality? Is it, I mean, is, is buyer fatigue a real thing or is it just simply 
rising prices and rising mortgage rates well, well, have for, conspired to to cause the market to slow down dramatically. I mean, one of the things before was the the buyer fatigue coming in because people were getting frustrated with having to get outbid, and they were putting yeah. in bid after bid after bid. Yeah. And that's one kind of buyer fatigue. But it's another one, I guess, if it's just prices are so high, people are just getting fatigued about how they're going to afford to sure. buy it. Well, we're yeah. seeing more and more in the paper price reductions. Whereas what was happening before is you put you set a price, and this this is, I don't know if this is unique to Bay Area markets. It used to be unique to San Francisco, but in San Francisco, for years now, you you put it a, a low price, uh, on, uh, you put it on the MLS at a low price, and you expect it to get bid up. And the the overbidding in San Francisco was like of historic proportions yeah. several years ago. And then all the other uh, cities and counties seemed to follow suit to where you would you know put it on the market that for nine hundred for, yes, for eight ninety nine. Exactly. When you yeah. want a million one or and, a million and two, that just happened. Now you put uh, it on for yeah. eight ninety nine, and your offers are eight fifty and eight twenty five. It's like, yep. wait a minute, that's not supposed to happen. You know, there's an article in uh, CNBC today. It says home seller slash prices, especially in California, and it says after three years of soaring home prices, the heat is coming off the U.S. housing market. They're selling, uh, they're slashing prices at the highest rate in the last uh, eight years. Yeah. Well, for so. every, for every bump up in in uh, the Fed rate. A certain number of buyers are taken off off the table. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so in each sub market, it's going to have an impact on the dynamics of each transaction. So yeah. Also, uh, I think uh, this may be a little bit out there, but there are some people who are really concerned about this uh, trade war situation with China and how that's eventually going to trickle down to our economy. Well, it already is in terms of home construction prices. Concrete, steel, and lumber are all up due to tariffs, not necessarily from China, but also Canadian tariffs. So, you know, you're talking about more expensive to build a home, and if it doesn't pencil out, that's one of the reasons why you're not, if you're wondering how come with home prices having risen so high, why aren't some of those subdivisions that they never finished 10 years ago, why aren't they building new homes now? Well, (laughs) these projects aren't penciling out, which is absurd. Well, how much of it has to do with the fires, too? You know, the prices went up because of the demand for lumber and all that with fires, didn't they? Not just the well, that's fires, a supply all, issue. Yeah, the the supply, supply issue and a labor labor yeah. constraint. Oh, yeah, labor. Yeah. One of the things that it's worth pointing out, though, is it, notwithstanding what we're talking about here, buyer fatigue, uh, prices declining, it's still not considered a buyer's market yet. It, it's still uh, no one's calling it a buyer's market. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not a red hot seller's market. And so, you know, we're in a situation where you have to price properly. And uh, as we've known forever. You know, homeowners tend to have a slightly inflated opinion of what their home is worth. Well, my home has this and that and the other thing, and the, and the guy down the street that got nine hundred thousand didn't have it, so mine must be worth a million one. Well, they must be getting the message if you know per that CNBC article, the home prices are starting to be slashed. Yeah. So the realtors are probably you know making inroads with the sellers. Yeah, I think I think part of what's going on is that there's a change in strategy and how how realtors and sellers are positioning their properties to sell, so that rather than you know as you indicated, Mark, um, starting with a lower price and getting it bid up, mm-hmm. um, they're perhaps adjusting their pricing differently yeah. uh, in anticipation of a different kind of demand. It's a transitional market. 
guys ready for our first commercial break trivia question? Yep. The All first right. segment's That's always a little bit short, but we got a couple of long segments coming up, so stay tuned. We're going to talk about some um, really interesting things, in, uh, including uh, some new information from my favorite economist. His quarterly report for fall just came out uh, from Beacon Economics. Stay tuned. Okay. You're not going to want to miss that. All right. Here's our first trivia question. In the movie Toy Story, what is the name of the boy next door who blows up toys? Remember that? <laughs> He's not a very nice child. Uh, <laughs> call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that uh, tanning certificate. You might ask, want to ask your kid that's, uh, the answer to this one. Mm. In the movie Toy Story, what is the name of the boy next door who blows up toys? All right, don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. It's no secret that the wealthiest people in the world use real estate to become rich. For almost a decade, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned 7.5% and more secured primarily by California real estate. Let me say that again, 7.5% and more. This is not a REIT. It's a mortgage-backed investment where you earn like the banks. Look around and tell me, who's bold enough to promote annual yields of 7.5% and more? Call Pacific Private Money and join the thousands of California residents who have watched their savings grow. A 7.5% return secured with real estate is worth the call. For more information, call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150. That's 415-883-2150 or visit their website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. That's PacificPrivateMoney.com. All investments have inherent risk due to market fluctuation, and your individual results may vary based on the investment. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investments or investment strategies. Have you ever wondered how the banks make all their money and wanted to be on the bank side of the deal? At Pacific Private Money, their clients do just that. For almost a decade, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments, earning returns of 7.5% or more, secured primarily by California real estate at conservative values. As most baby boomers know, it's important to earn consistent above-market returns on their savings and retirement accounts. High-yield alternative investment strategies like Pacific Private Money's mortgage-backed investments might be just the thing you need to boost your income. Join the thousands of California residents who have learned one of the best-kept secrets in investing. For more information, call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150. That's 415-883-2150, or visit their website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. All investments have inherent risk due to market fluctuation, and your individual results may vary based on the investment. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investments or investment strategies. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hahn, Nam Fon, and Matt Cordes of Pacific Private Money. I'm getting inundated here with you guys. Okay, here's our first trivia question. In the movie Toy Story, what is the name of the boy next door who blows up toys? Edward. (laughs) Chester. No, not Edward, not Chester. Come on. 
Sid. Uh, oh, Sid. That's right. yeah, yeah, that's right, Sid. Okay, want to make a quick mention here for the Mount View Hotel and Spa. Start each evening uh, at the hotel with a chilled glass of wine and wake up each morning holding the absolute best cup of coffee. The Mount View Hotel and Spa is centrally located in the heart of Calistoga, the place where the magic happens. Get a facial massage or just relax around the inviting pool. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but it's a very nice place. Awesome pool. Hmm. Call 707-942-6877 or go visit mountviewhotel.com. All right, uh, Mark, continue on. So um, Christopher Thornburg is the founder of Beacon Economics, and he's one of my favorite uh, economists. He's a California-based economist, and I like him especially because he was one of the few that publicly predicted the uh, economic and real estate market downturn, and he did so at a time when he was um, derided and criticized quite a bit. It was in, uh, in 2005 and six. He was uh, uh, signaling the warning signs, and so I, I tend to listen to uh, guys like him and others um, who uh, also accurately predicted what was going to happen in 2007 and eight, uh, and still to this day in, in 2014, uh, 20, <laughs> 2014, <laughs> going back to my way back machine, uh, <laughs> Uh, the, uh, 2018, um, still we have yet to find anyone, um, uh, including uh, Chris, uh, signaling any troubles. But he did come out with his fall 2018 economic report. And I brought some excerpts here because I think they're interesting because he does qualify his um, confidence uh, in the California and national economy. And he says that while 2018 is shaping up to be a good year, uh, and there is no reason to expect a recession anytime soon, and soon is usually defined as the next you know, 18 to 24 months, there are stressors to watch, including we've got heavy federal borrowing related to the tax plan, number one. Number two, rising interest rates, of course. And then number three, the uncertainty surrounding international trade, Hmm. as we just talked about uh, earlier. So he says, we have to be more vigilant than ever in terms of watching for that unanticipated shock. We've referred to it in prior shows as like a black swan event, something that might happen that was just not quite expected. The economy, while it's still growing, is in a more precarious position because of these stressors, and it wouldn't take much to end the current expansion. The story is similar at the state level, with California's economy continuing to grow in terms of gross state product, employment, and taxable sales, but we're facing intensifying long-term challenges related to an extremely tight housing market and a slowing labor force growth. The overall fundamentals of the statewide economy continue to do well, and the financial health of households in California is stronger today than in recent times. But a slowdown, he says, is almost assuredly in our future. Well, I, th- I think we all know that. We haven't uh, figured out a way to end the business cycle or the real estate cycle. And, and we all know it's inevitable. We just really don't know when. He ends by saying the elephant in California's room continues to be the high cost of housing, its impact on labor force growth, and ultimately the growth path for the state and its regions. The effect is like a noose tightening on the ability of businesses to hire, grow, and develop. So there you have it. Uh, my favorite economist saying, hey, you know, we're, we're, things are still doing well, still looking strong, but there are headwinds out mm. there. There's a nip in the air. <laughs> <That's>, uh, so <clears throat> what do you guys think? What are you guys hearing? Anything? Uh, um, there's usually always um, 
the uh, what do they call those guys that uh, tend to the, the bears? Yeah, the, bears. the, the con- Yeah, have any of you heard any? I, I, I heard a guy at uh, the Jirasi sponsored uh, event uh, in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago, and he had this uh, very odd, I thought, theory about the stock market and the business cycle uh, based on. Of the Fibonacci right. theorem, yeah, yeah about uh, uh, sixty-four, thirty-two. Six, every sixty-four years, something oh, yeah. really crazy. Yeah. Anyway, he's predicting a major stock market crash, much like nineteen twenty-nine in twenty twenty-four, or is it twenty twenty-two? Yeah, November twenty twenty-two yeah. is uh, his month and date. I, I think year. people have a tendency to look for patterns and things. <clears throat> it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that the past, um, you know, will equal the future. You know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it well, doesn't then, necessarily mean anything. And then they'll say they, they read the uh, chart wrong. Right. <laughs> it's funny when you listen to those bears. You know, you're listening and they sound sane and they sound like they know what they're talking about. And they got all these charts to show that uh, why they uh, believe they're going to be correct. But you're right. When it doesn't happen, it's like, well, it's skipped well, we a all cycle. Know, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. We all know that real estate's cyclical and, and, you know, markets move in cycles. So he's saying the same thing, right? Yep, exactly. But uh, but trying to call it, I, I just think that that's really interesting to, to uh, predict that in November of 2022, hopefully you will have uh, sold your stock portfolio, your real estate holdings. I don't know where he says to put it and do gold or, or something, uh, but uh, that's not... Um, I don't know. That's probably not the way I'm going to plan my, my future. Tell you what, we're going to take a little uh, change of venue here for a bit, uh, for <clears throat> a couple of minutes. Uh, Mark, we have an email. It says, why are loans so competitive in California? Well, um, that's a really interesting question, and it will actually probably bleed over a little bit. That's, there's a conversation I want to have in the next segment okay. about um, mortgage rates, bank rates, conventional lending rates, and then private money, also known as hard money rates. Um, But to answer the question about competition in California, you know, California with its population of 40 million and its respected real estate market and the, the, um, the confidence that people have in market valuations of real estate in California have attracted uh, tremendous sums of capital in the last five years. Much of it coinciding with the passage in 2013 of the Jobs Act, which was signed under President Obama. Jumpstart our business startups is what the Jobs Act starts for, stands for. Not for jobs, but for uh, in and of themselves, but uh, for actual business startups. And one of the many things that the Jobs Act um, created was the ability to raise private capital publicly and to advertise the returns that they are offering and promising uh, for those uh, syndications. And prior to that, for 75 plus years, that was illegal. Private right. syndications could only be raised through people you had an existing business relationship with. And you didn't see, you couldn't talk about it on the radio like we do. We talk about the Pacific Private Money Fund on the radio and have been talking about it since 2013 yep. when it became legal. Prior to that, we couldn't talk about a fund on the radio because we would be advertising, advertising illegally, right? Because yep. we don't have uh, an existing, you know, or prior business relationship with you listeners, though we want to. Um, <laughs> but it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's because we're such an attractive state and so much money is coming in that it, uh, it has created a lot of competition in the alternative lending space. And when we get back, I'm going to talk in a little bit more detail about uh, what that means for you, the investor. Very good. All right. Second trivia question. What was Billy Joel's first top 40 hit? 
Hmm. All right. Call 888-912-1190. Be the first one uh, with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate worth over $100, which, again, you can transfer to somebody else if you want. Nice little gift. Uh, on the TV show, uh, excuse me, uh, what was Billy Joel's first top 40 hit? Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You've probably heard about Pacific Private Money's Mortgage Pool Fund on this station, the Pacific Private Money Fund. Now, come meet the team at Pacific Private Money on Thursday, September 27th at the Fremont Marriott. Learn how you can earn yields of 7.5 to 8%, secured primarily by California Deeds of Trust at conservative values. If you are an accredited investor and would like to attend, please call 415-883-2150 to RSVP as space is limited. That's 415-883-2150. Have you ever wondered how the banks make all their money and wanted to be on the bank side of the deal? At Pacific Private Money, their clients do just that. For almost a decade, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments, earning returns of 7.5% or more, secured primarily by California real estate at conservative values. As most baby boomers know, it's important to earn consistent above-market returns on their savings and retirement accounts. High-yield alternative investment strategies like Pacific Private Money's mortgage-backed investments might be just the thing you need to boost your income. Join the thousands of California residents who have learned one of the best-kept secrets in investing. For more information, call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150. That's 415-883-2150, or visit their website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. All investments have inherent risk due to market fluctuation, and your individual results may vary based on the investment. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investments or investment strategies. Another lonely night, what should we do? I wanna take it to a rock stomping musical. It's one of a kind. It's Beach Blanket Babylon, and if you're for mine, so come on, please, baby, I need to know. You wanna go, wanna go, wanna go. Yes, I do. You wanna go, wanna go. Beach Blanket Babylon. Great seats available. Get your tickets now. Call 415-421-4222 or go to beachblanketbabylon.com. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hahn of Pacific Private Money, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money, and Matt Cordes of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question, what was Billy Joel's first top 40 hit? Was it Uptown Squirrel? No, Uptown <laughs> Squirrel. Isn't that the, isn't Uptown the Girl? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's my favorite song. I love song you just the way does. you are or whatever nope. it is. Piano Man. Oh, that's a great yeah. song. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. All right. Don't sing it for us, though. <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> All right, Mark, you want to expand a little further? I want to continue on um, uh, the question about uh, competitive uh, money in California, competitive forces. It, that brings up an interesting topic. So um, hardly a week goes by where one of our investors in Pacific Private Money who have been investing in, either in our individual trustee secured notes or in our mortgage pool fund will ask, hmm, Mark, with you know with prime rate going up and with mortgage rates going up when are private money rates going to start going back up or or how come they haven't gone up how come you guys aren't raising your rates and my answer is to them uh it it's it's actually pretty simple 
Private money rates, alternative financing rates, hard money rates, basically whatever you call it, we're, we're talking about the same product, uh, privately funded real estate loans. It's a supply and demand curve, and it's not correlated with the prime rate or long-term rates. And that's what most people don't understand. Now, we talk about investing in real estate notes as being uncorrelated with the stock market. And by that, we mean the stock market goes up, the stock market goes down, uh, but real estate debt and other real estate-related investments uh, really don't travel in the same pattern as as the stock market does. Uh, It's not, so it's hence uncorrelated. Although, in a major real estate market crash, you would think think that real estate prices, uh, as a result, you know, there'd be some trickle-down effect, and real estate prices eventually might follow suit. But in, um, we're talking now about the cost of money, and banks and conventional lenders uh, really are market makers when it comes to conventional loan rates, which right now are um, a little bit above 4.5. We're, we're trending up towards uh, 5% mortgage rates, up from a low of 3 and a quarter. And the prime rate's been up, and the, and the Fed continues to uh, bump up short-term rates, and uh, we can expect, uh, I think, possibly another one before the end of the year. And historically, hard money slash private money loans were generally priced at about prime plus 5%. There was usually around a 5% differential between conventional or bank financing and private money. And it's interesting. I had uh, I had lunch with a gentleman. I want to say it was like six or seven years ago now. Really, really bright guy. And when I explained to him our business model, he looked at me and he said, "Enjoy it while you can, because it won't last." And I said to him, "What do you mean?" He said, "The market will not allow such a earnings differential between." private money lending rates and conventional lending rates, it will, you will be discovered and Wall Street's going to come in and they're going to eat your lunch. And I didn't believe him at the time. I thought, uh, wow, I, I, I doubt it, but thank you for sharing. And here we are six years later, and that's exactly what is happening in private money loan rates in California is that so much money has come in from private equity, from hedge funds, from Wall Street, from Goldman Sachs, and there's so much money chasing um, a shrinking borrower pool, uh, effectively, that uh, it's been driving rates down. And now we're talking about, instead of there being a 5% differential between um, bank financing and, and private financing, it's closer to three and so and that's again that's that's classic supply and demand and is that smart it it isn't about whether it's smart or dumb it's it's about you've got private investors who are accustomed to getting a certain yield on the notes they invest in and many of them say you know below a certain number i'm not willing to you know invest in a loan uh, for some of them, they won't invest in a loan under 9%. If they don't get at least 9%, they're accustomed to getting They used to get 10 They, they may right. even have gotten 12 five years ago, right? And, uh, and they complain all the time. It's like, well, you know, I, I, it's not worth it for me at, at 8%. But uh, for a fund uh, or a, a hedge fund or where their cost of capital might be you know, because of leverage, 5 or 6%, they could turn around and lend it out at 8 they're pretty happy. You know, mm-hmm, that, that mm-hmm. 200 basis points in income spread across hundreds of millions of loans is a nice return for them. So, so it's really interesting. And I don't know if 
that spread will ever go back up to that historically 5% return because now what we used to call the best kept secret in investing, which is investing in trust deeds and mortgage pool funds, it's no longer the best kept secret. It's not a secret at all. But if you have a a big exit of money uh, leaving because the spreads are too thin, then they might start going back up again. Well, but let's face it, there's more money from Wall Street available in bulk than there is money from individual private investors. If the individual private investor says it's not worth it for me anymore and they stop investing, no one's going to notice. The marketplace won't notice. In my opinion, the marketplace won't notice. So I I don't think it's going to go that route. And the reason why is I think we're we're in a fairly inefficient market. I mean, we're not Mm -hmm. we're not nowhere near as efficient as the stock market. What I mean by that is that, you know, uh, you have relationships. uh, There's things like uh, um, can you be relied on to close quickly? Mm-hmm. Do you do you have uh, experience? Uh, do you have a relationship with the clients? But All also, of those things. You also have Wall Street, though, has to see a minimum, too. And if competition gets too big, then rights, rates go down even further. At some point, they're not going to want to lend. And some of these smaller companies, they've put in so many... Uh, restrictions now they're turning into big companies and then they're not being as competitive as the smaller companies you know what i mean for the yeah. efficiency yeah well it's it's interesting it's um I'd like to think that uh, private rates will go up again although for us at, at pacific private money where you know we we earn uh, money uh, by directing the flow of capital and we take a little spread on that. Um, now, we have seen origination fees, also known as points, on loans that we charge go down. We were regularly getting three points uh, on a loan um, uh, as, as recently as two years ago. And now our agents seem to be sending us loan, re- loan requests where they had to price it in order to keep it uh, as low as you know two or one and a half. And that's gotcha. uh, that's. That's a tough one to battle. So, you know, we're, we're always uh, tweaking our business model here to make sure we're still in business in, in five years <laughs> well, to <very> come. very competitive. <laughs> All right. Uh, cut to our third commercial uh, break here. On, T- on, on the TV show Friends, what was the name of Ross's pet monkey? Oh, Remember he had a pet monkey? Um, All right. I, actually, I don't. You don't know? Oh, okay. Well, you had, to, you had to see the show, friends. Call 888-912-1190. Be the first one to uh, answer that question. On the TV show, friends, what was the name of Ross's pet monkey? And by the way, don't forget, check out Beach Blanket Babylon. They've been a good supporter of us. We want to support them, too. All right? Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. At the Mountain View Hotel and Spa, we've always felt that you should start each evening at our hotel with a chilled glass of wine. You should wake up each morning holding the absolute best cup of coffee we can create. All of Napa Valley is yours to explore. We want you to begin and end your day in the indulgence of our Indie Blue Salon at no cost to you. The Mount View Hotel and Spa is centrally located in the heart of Calistoga. This is a place where the magic happens, where one can escape to relax in the heart of Napa Valley's wine country, just steps from the action and worlds away from the norm. Let Mount View be your home away from home, where your comfort is paramount. Get a facial, a massage, or just relax around the inviting pool. Oh, and by the way, the Mount View Hotel is changing the world while you sleep as we donate 50% of our profits to charities. 
Take a seat. Your journey starts the moment you arrive. Call 707-942-6877 or visit mountviewhotel.com. Have you heard what's going on in the news? Do you like rock and roll, rap, or rhythm and blues? There's a musical parody going on. A pop culture political happening called Beach Blanket Babylon. Whoa, listen up. There's only one thing to do. Go to beachblanketbabylon.com. Or call for two one four two two two. Beach Blanket Babylon, where things are happening. Now back to the best of investing with your host Edward Brown on AM twelve twenty KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with Mark Hunt, Nam Fon, and Matt Cordes. Can't tell the players without a scorecard. All right, on the TV show Friends, what was the name of Ross's pet monkey? Zero for three on this one. Oh, really, Marcel. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? Okay. Yeah, you Do you remember all that right. now? Okay. All right. So now. You stumped us all. Yeah. We three. <laughs> stumped by a monkey. That's true. Stumped, stumped by a monkey. monkey. Yeah. So, Nam, uh, you want to counterbalance, or, or not counterbalance, but you yeah. counter argument to uh, what was just brought up last. To, you know, the, you know with, the, with the influx of capital, it's going to drive down its supply, right? So it's going to drive down the rates. But. At the same time, you know, what we also see, though, is some of these national private lenders that are sort of getting out of space or pivoting and trying to buy loans from companies like ours. And, and the question is, why? Why is that? And part of it is it's very hard to underwrite or assess risk from a distance. What I mean by that is these national lenders they don't have the knowledge of a, that a lot of local or regional yeah. private lenders have like us. Boots on the ground who are, have been in the space for a long time who can quickly assess whether or not there's a, a loan there and what the level of risk is and to, to price that. A good example of that is there was a company out of the area. In fact, this wasn't even across the country. This was in Southern California. And they were trying to pitch a loan on this one property. And everything looked good. But I knew where the property was located. And it was on a very busy street, very busy corner. And I said, you know what? That is going to be a hard property to sell. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't put, uh, I wouldn't just look at, and the, the appraiser was also somebody way out of the area, you know, like 500 miles away. So I don't think, I don't think they realized how busy that corner So we was. refer to that as marketability. And that's one of the things that as a private lender focusing on the, um, you know, the, the essential value uh, and marketability of a property. That's the thing we assess. And, and you're right, Edward, we'll get, it's funny, you know, we'll, we'll get a, a loan request for a property in our backyard, but the broker is Southern California, the appraisers in Southern California. And we just laugh at, at, yeah. at this. And now another lender that doesn't know might go, Oh, well, Hey, this looks great. We'll make the loan and not realize that the, um, that their presumption of marketability and value, uh, really, uh, doesn't hold water. Well, also, it, f- it flips the other way. Sometimes it'll be uh, too low an appraisal mm. where we know the value really was higher and a bank turned it down. And that right. gave you an opportunity to make a loan that, that because the, it seems like the banks have so much loan volume that they can just click boxes, check marks and all that. Mm-hmm. They don't need to look outside of, of their box. Right. Well, and, and, yeah. and Matt, you were making yeah. a point during the break about... Uh, Many of these new private lenders that are well-funded and nationwide in scope, they have such a narrow 
lending um, guidelines. I mean, the, the types of loans they're looking for really fit within a narrow band, and it allows companies like ours, uh, Pacific Private Money, to kind of nibble around the edges and look for deals that they'll pass up because, you know, by nature, you can't scale a business without focusing on a certain market niche and market trajectory. And, and the, yep. those larger private lenders, uh, those who are doing hundreds of millions of dollars worth of, of, of lending, uh, and some of them billions of dollars. Uh, yeah. We've got a couple of company, California-based companies that have already lent over a billion dollars through the first you know, seven, eight months of the year. And, you know, but they're, uh, they're focused on a very narrow niche. Yeah, their primary focus is generating volume and building a portfolio that they can sell on the secondary market. Mm. Point. And much and, like and uh, not, traditional lens, loans, huh? Yeah. It's not necessarily um, focused on solving an individual problem related to a specific yeah. deal. And that's what we really focus on is is solving problems with private money. Mm-hmm. Solving so, problems. I like to think. Uh, yeah, speaking of I solving agree. problems, Nam, uh, deal of the week. What yeah. So this deal of the week, um, going back to what we were saying earlier about some of these national lenders or, or institutional money coming in, this is a deal that they could have done that the borrower would have gone to them had they had more time. So that's an element, too, is any, you know, a bank could ultimately underwrite any kind of loan if they had given enough time. But they're, you know, from a national level, they're limited in in ability to do so. So this borrower came to us, 32% loan to value. They needed a million dollars to, was opportunistic. They identified a property that they wanted to acquire, High high FICO, high 700 FICOs, uh, had strong liquidity, but um, really needed private money because of speed. And they were they were debating whether or not to go the bank route or go the private money route, and there was really an opportunity cost. So we're funding this as actually this is going to be a loan that we're going to be putting on uh, private money loans shortly. Hmm. So register was- and... I was really bummed the other day that uh, uh, we lost what we thought would have been an opportunistic loan to help a buyer close quickly on a Tiburon purchase and... The, the seller of the property was someone we had made a loan to to help him buy the home previously, and he was now selling it. And we uh, we were going to take the money we were getting paid back and going to put it right back in again and, and earn another fee. But that person was able to get a loan in 21 days because they were so um, attractive to the bank, and they used a local community bank. and And that's probably about the only example that we ever see where uh, conventional financing, you know, including bank financing. Uh, is even possible in our marketplace of you know relatively short um, escrow periods. So um, that one mm. was uh, that one was one where we were ready, willing, and able, and we were a Plan B if Plan A fails, and Plan A came through for them. So good for them. Yeah, and you know, yeah. and because we don't charge upfront fees and there's no obligation, it didn't cost anything for this buyer to have us lined up just in case something mm-hmm. happened. And, and it's funny because she was not referred to us uh, from the seller. She <laughs> came to us uh, from another broker, and it just was coincidental that uh, we were potentially going to do a purchase money loan on a property where he, we had previously lent on. So That's nice that we're getting well-known to, to have both sides possibly work. I it's good know. to be liked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times I get a, a loan where the bank for whatever reason, has drawn out the process and can't close. And 
unfortunately, we weren't lined up like that early enough mm-hmm. to be able to meet the close close of escrow date. That's you know tomorrow or something. Well, well, there was there was a loan uh, literally just closed this week where everything was lined up with the bank, and uh, the last minute the bank pulled what they call a verification of employment. The guy had just lost his job about a week before. And even though he makes 200000 a year and he's probably going to get another job making 200000 a year, banks said, sorry, today you're unemployed. Yeah. And that and was really and, unfortunate yeah. in that situation. Yeah. I recall that very clearly because, you know, yeah. you wonder, well, the guy should have told the bank, oops, sorry, I just lost my job. Is it OK? You know, I mean, well, people but, don't lead with the chin like that. I mean, right. you know, because he knew he was going to get another job quickly. Mm. But from a yeah. bank perspective, you know, all the boxes have to be checked. Yep. And uh, it's pretty interesting. Hey, Matt, real quick. We got a little bit of time. Any? Any, any news on uh, you've been working on on some projects in the Santa Rosa fires area. Uh, you're our construction lending specialist. And I know you met today with uh, with one of your uh, land planning consultants. Uh, any news? Yeah, actually, um, you know, we've been touching base on on what's happening up in the Santa Rosa area after the fires, which, as you mentioned earlier, are almost a year ago today. Yeah, almost a year yeah. ago. Um, and it's been an interesting transition in the market up there. Uh, to say the least, you know, we, we, we all sort of assumed that the supply and demand dynamic would be uh, would be certainly strong and drive the market, uh, you know, forward and upward in terms of pricing and in terms of uh, development and sales volume and everything. And, and certainly it has in terms of construction starts up there. It's, you know, if you drive up there, there's a lot, a lot of construction going on, which is great to see. Uh, you know, local banks have, have really... Uh, done a lot in terms of reaching out to the community and to um, the the local planning community and, and getting houses in the ground. Um, and we're sort of being brought into that that uh, topic in terms of what can private money do to help get more houses in the ground. Yeah, definitely at Pacific Private Money, uh, Matt and I have been working on this uh, project. Even before the fires, we've been looking at uh, ground-up construction as a way to um, – uh, enter a market space that's underserved uh, in private capital. Again, private capital is really focused uh, mostly on the the fix and flip and for investment purpose. But what about owner occupied? So, anyway, we're stay tuned. That, yeah, we're going to cover that in the next segment. Uh, also, we want to get an update on how the fund's doing and mm-hmm. uh, give people a little bit of information on that. All right. So stay with us. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Mark Hahn and Matt Cordes, and we'll see if Nam will pitch in too. And then. <laughs> conversation. Give us our phone number. (laughs) Yeah, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi, listeners. This is Edward Brown, your host. I had a 40-year-old listener sign up for a $500,000 life insurance policy guaranteed not to increase for the next 35 years at a cost of only $51 per month. Holy smokes, that's less than $2 per day guaranteed for 35 years. Imagine, this is probably the last life insurance policy this listener will ever need to buy because the premium is fixed for the next 35 years and it is from a well-known, highly rated company. For your free quote, call our toll-free number, 888-912-1190, and make sure to leave your name and ask for a free quote. I'll get right back to you. Hurry, as I suspect these rates will not last long. Again, call 888-912-1190 and ask for your free life insurance quote. 
You're listening to the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hong, Matt Cordes, and Nam Fon. Hey, I switched up the order a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, give us a little bit of what's going on with like spec on the construction loans. Sure. So spec meaning homes that are being built for profit um, by developers. You know, we we first identified that we would really you know like to do loans for for you know commercial builders and and builders who are. We were doing spec projects up in the Santa Rosa area. The, the conversation that we had today with our land planner friends was that there's also a demand for financing for end users. And so we're, we're talking about how to, to um, serve that part of the market as well. I think there's good loans there to be done as, as well. We've become pretty comfortable with the owner-occupied lending space. And so um, that's why, a, why, why would are, an end user sorry, um, need a private money? Right. Why aren't the banks yeah. who claimed very loudly a year ago that they were going to be there to help rebuild Santa Rosa? Why would a homeowner need to go uh, to the private sector rather than with their local bank? Well, I think a lot of them are going to go to the bank, but frankly, I don't think they can do it all. Mm. And uh, and I think that the issue is also speed and um, well, also credit score. Some of these people, unfortunately, don't yeah. have a good credit score is irrespective of the fires. Yeah, there, you know, every case is different, and I think a lot of a lot of uh, you know these loans will go to banks and um, will exist on sort of the periphery of those those situations to be able to finance deals that we think are certainly viable and credit worthy and fit into our criteria, but uh, may need faster financing and may need um, you know need to be completed quicker. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm asking you the question, Matt, knowing the answer to the question, which sure. is in a perfect world. Yeah. The banks would be there and that everyone would be able to get five or six percent bank financed construction financing to rebuild their home. But for many different reasons, it's just the reality of of the world. It's just some people are just not going to be able to for their specific situation to be able to borrow from the bank. And they may not even be able to borrow from Pacific private money. I mean, we are not making any promises, only that we are available as a plan B to uh, consider your loan request to make up for a shortfall in, say, insurance uh, payouts, mm-hmm. um, which I think is going to be the is going to be rampant up there. I think I, I think yeah. very uh, a very probably a surprisingly low percentage of rebuilds are going to be done 100 percent through insurance proceeds because you've got upgrades and cost increases and you're not going to build the same home. I mean, who would, right? I mean, you're not going to a home designed 30, 40 years ago, um, Brady Bunch style home, you know, with small rooms. I mean, everyone's opening stuff up, more windows, more light. Uh, I mean, just families live differently nowadays. So, you know, those types of upgrades uh, cost money, smart homes. So the group we were talking to this morning, this afternoon actually was, um, they're the, they're actually they have the original original plans from a lot of those homes, and uh, so they're upgrading them for 
code upgrades and to be you know more modern and more comfortable to probably layout what, what upgrades, style today. upgrades, probably some smart homes yeah. like you know putting you know com- sure. new homes are, are adding you know computerization, energy you know, efficiency, Cat five throughout uh, um, control four products and, and stuff like that. Right, they're, so they're able to provide these plans back to the owners or to the the, the builders um, at a pretty low cost actually. So hmm. that's something that's going on. Okay, before we cut out. Uh, Phone numbers. How do people get a hold Pacific of you guys? PacificPrivateMoney.com or call us with any questions about investments, loans, real estate. Uh, we're, we love talking to people. 415-883-2150. Right here in the Bay Area, 415-883-2150. All right. Here's our thoughts for the... What? Oh, no. Also, uh, it's not too the late to debate. register yeah, yeah. for our fund event. It's at the Fremont Marriott, uh, September 27th. This week? That's, yeah. This coming week. week. Uh, room is limited. All right. Thoughts for the day. Every thought we think is creating our future. And love... Thing, love people and use things. Don't love things and use people. And you know what? I <laughs> got to right. change my diet because uh, you know I have this app where you can put in what food you eat during the day. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes later, an ambulance showed up. That's not a, that's not a good sign. <laughs> All right, tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. Wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.